Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, and the Dodgers offense took the team into the All-Star break on a very high note. We'll talk all about the Dodgers' quick two-game sweep over the Angels, plus some thoughts thoughts on the All-Star team selections and Vince's in-person report on the Futures game. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Dodger fans. This is Locked On Dodgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching right now, and then you'll never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time watching or listening, my name is Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio. We're doing a split episode today, so I will be with you for the first half. Vince will be with you for the second half. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go, go to BlueNile.com today. All right. It's Monday morning as you're listening to this. It's Sunday night as I'm recording it. And uh, the Dodgers' first half, you got to put first half in quotes. Uh, their first half consisted of 90, 90 games this year, but they head into the All-Star break. Uh, they had a weird day off on Sunday, so Saturday night was their last game. Before the All-Star break, uh, they played the Angels on Friday and Saturday, dominated both games, combined win, uh, combined scores of 16-2. to two. The only two Angels runs came on late, meaningless solo homers from uh, not Jared Walsh, the other guy who's the same person, Brandon Marsh, also not to be confused with Brandon Walsh from 90210. Uh, anyway, uh, meaningless solo homers from him in each game. Other than that, the pitching was dominant. Uh, especially on Friday. I'm going to talk a lot about that Clayton Kershaw game here in a minute. Uh, just want to give you a quick heads up on what the, the week is going to look like because, you know, the draft started today. And I don't want you to go through this episode and say, why aren't they talking about the draft? Or, uh, you know, Juan Soto trade rumors. Why aren't they talking about that? We're going to get to all that. As you know, the Dodgers don't play a game again until Thursday, which means this week, yeah, we have the Homer and Derby and the All-Star game to talk about, but we're going to have plenty of stuff to talk about Dodgers related because we are still going to be here every weekday morning, just like we always are. So we will get to the draft stuff. Once the draft is done, uh, we'll probably bring in an expert or two to talk about how the Dodgers did. Uh, my only word on the draft right now is, the Dodgers made their first pick, the 40th pick overall. They picked a guy named Dalton Rushing, a catcher from Louisville, same college, same position as Will Smith. And I just want to tell you, baseball is different than other sports. The fact that the Dodgers drafted a catcher has zero impact on whether they're likely to trade Diego Cartaya. So it means nothing in terms of what they might do with trades this year or even next year. So with that said, we'll leave the rest of the draft talk for later. We'll talk about the Juan Soto trade rumors, which, you know, Diego Cartaya's name might come up again. Uh, we'll talk about that later this week. Today, we're going to talk about Clayton Kershaw, especially 
We're going to talk about the all-star selections. The Dodgers got two more over the weekend, and we're going to talk about Vince being at the Futures game in person. So that's plan for today. Let's talk Clayton Kershaw. Friday night, Clayton Kershaw was perfect for seven innings. It was ridiculous. He only threw, I think it was like 69 pitches in those seven innings. Uh, no, it was in the 70s somewhere, but uh, he finished with 89 pitches in seven innings, uh, in eight innings. Sorry. Uh, I, I watched the game, I promise. I'm a little bit emotional about it, in fact. Uh, I was really hoping for that perfect game. As you guys know, if you are longtime listeners or viewers, Clayton Kershaw is my favorite player now and of all time. He has reached that spot. He has passed up a lot of really great, really awesome people, awesome baseball players. Clayton Kershaw is at the top for me. And uh, so I was rooting really hard for that perfect game. After he got pulled in his first start of the season in Minnesota, and, and I said, I said out loud to many people, I may have even said it on this podcast. I pro- I'm sure I did. Uh, if Clayton Kershaw was throwing a perfect game in Southern California in the middle of the summer, yeah, they're going to let him keep going. Uh, but it didn't make sense in April in his first start of the season, come off injury, all that. Well, that's what happened, and that's what happened. They let him keep going. And he came out, and in the top of the eight, or bottom of the eighth, first pit or first batter hit a double. Break up the perfect game, break up the no-hitter. Kershaw finished that inning, did a really good job of not letting Luis Renjifo score after the leadoff double, maintained his shutout, went through his eight shutout innings, and then he was done. And I imagine the sugar high of being on sugar high is the only high I have it to compare to. Uh, sorry, that's 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 what I know. But being on that high of I'm throwing a perfect game and then that deflation of the perfect game is over, I imagine it's easy to get deflated pretty quickly and you the adrenaline goes away and you get tired pretty quick. And so uh, Kershaw seemed very happy to be done after eight innings. Uh, everybody seemed happy with it. Uh, Reyes Morata came in, pitched the ninth inning, gave up that meaningless solo homer to Brandon Marsh, and uh, and that was it. The Dodgers won nine to one. But Clayton Kershaw, they haven't announced yet who's starting the All Star game on the mound for the National League or the American League, for that matter. At least as I'm recording this, I'm recording this at nine forty five p.m. Pacific time, ten forty five where I am on Sunday night. As of right now, no announcement on who's starting the game on the mound for the National League. Clayton Kershaw in his last three starts has gone from they should start Clayton Kershaw as a nod to his greatness to they should start Clayton Kershaw. No, he's not having the best season of any pitcher in the National League, but he's having a very, very good season, top five for sure. And when you factor in the historical nature of his greatness, the fact that he's never started an all-star game and it's at Dodger Stadium, there is no reason for it not to be Clayton Kershaw. I talked last week about how it's not always the person having the best season. Uh, and, and that's good because sometimes the guy who has the best first half, imagine if Ubaldo Jimenez, did Ubaldo Jimenez start the All-Star game in 20, whatever year that was, 2011, 2012, the, the one good year he had? He was awesome the first half. And then he turned into Ubaldo Jimenez, you know? Imagine having to be the manager who said, yeah, I let Ubaldo Jimenez start an All-Star game. No, you go with a guy like Clayton Kershaw. Do I think Sandy Alcantara is going to turn into Ubaldo Jimenez? No, probably not. I think he's a pretty good pitcher. If he's good enough, he'll get another chance. But Clayton Kershaw, this all-star game is his to start, and he put up the best argument for that on Friday night. Eight innings, one hit allowed, the only base runner, just a dominant. Clayton Kershaw doesn't like the word vintage, and honestly, it wasn't vintage. He didn't strike out a ton of guys. He wasn't throwing hard, but what it was was classic Clayton Kershaw, as in the guy who is 
was the best pitcher in baseball for years. Clayton Kershaw, yeah, he's always had great stuff. When he was at the top of his game, he had great stuff. Lots of guys have great stuff. Clayton Kershaw wasn't great just because of his great stuff. He is a great pitcher, knows when to throw it, knows how to throw it, knows where to throw it, and has that competitive drive to always get better. Kershaw, the day after his eight one-hit innings, was back out there on Saturday on the field, first guy on the field to do his day-after start routine. He is committed to excellence like very few people we've ever seen before, and he's a great person. So Clayton Kershaw, just another chapter in his, in his greatness on, on Friday night. I hope we get another chance to see him throw a no-hitter. I would love for him to get another no-hitter, love for him to get the perfect game that Hanley Ramirez stole from him in 2014. But just the fact, I will never take for granted getting to watch Clayton Kershaw pitch. It's, it's my favorite thing. Baseball related. Obviously, I like my wife and kids more, blah, blah, blah. Don't tell Clayton I said that, though, please. Anyway, uh, that's my thoughts on Clayton Kershaw. It was a great game. It was an emotional night for me. And uh, I know for a lot of Dodger fans, it was just a really cool night. Ended in kind of a bummer way, and it was a bummer for Kershaw, too. He used that word, bummer. And uh, hopefully we'll get the, another chance. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to rant a little bit more about the All-Star game. The Dodgers got two more All-Stars. I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to talk about the one who, as of right now, still isn't on the team. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every day, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. <sighs> Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Now, let me tell you something. If you are thinking about getting engaged, you've been in a long-term relationship, you're looking for that perfect engagement ring. When my wife and I got engaged, I designed her ring. Uh, she and I actually designed it together, which is a way to go if you want to do that. If you want to surprise her, that's great too. I had to go to a private jeweler and design it and wait weeks and weeks and weeks for it to be made. You don't have to do that. I wish BlueNile.com had been around back then because you they have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, the size and clarity, as well as the setting style. So you can get a unique ring. It is perfectly one of a kind. I made this for you, honey, and I made it at BlueNile.com. Each ring is one of a kind. So if you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So whatever it is, a special occasion, an engagement, or just, hey, I love you, so I wanted to buy you something, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, back to talking about the Dodgers. The Dodgers coming into the weekend had four All-Stars. They had Trey Turner and Mookie Betts starting at shortstop and presumably right field, somewhere the outfield anyway, respectively. They had Clayton Kershaw and Tony Gonsolin, who were on the team as pitchers, although we don't know what roles they will be pitching in. And over the weekend, they had two more added. Uh, Tyler Anderson, kind of the surprise. 
a uh, dark horse. He was added. Pitchers, a lot of pitchers get added because there's pitchers who pitch on Sunday, so they can't pitch in the game, so they get replaced on the rosters. There's pitchers who just, you know what, my arm was looking forward to this All-Star break. Thanks for the honor. I'm going to bow out. Tyler Anderson, uh, if you had – it's crazy. The Dodgers have three starting pitchers on the All-Star team. Uh, one of them wasn't in their rotation to start the season. Uh, neither of them is Walker Bueller or, or Julio Urias, who both finished in the top seven in Cy Young voting last year. They have Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin, and Tyler Anderson. If you had Tyler Anderson on, like, made a bet on Tyler Anderson before the season, making the All-Star team, I bet you would have made a lot of money. Uh, but you didn't make that bet because nobody saw this coming. Congratulations to Tyler Anderson. It's awesome for him. Very, very exciting. Another one who was added just on Sunday evening, Freddie Freeman, finally. Freddie, you know, I even said when, when the All-Star teams were named, Freddie wasn't the biggest snub for me. I'm going to talk about the biggest snub in a minute. Uh, because first base is so loaded. And honestly, when they put Freddie on the team, he wasn't replacing a first base, and he was replacing outfielder Starling Marte. But they understood Freddie has been, especially since they announced the All-Star teams, Freddie has been easily the best player in baseball. So, so good. And so there was no way to keep him off this All-Star team. So he's been added. <sighs> the National League roster still only has two catchers. They have starter Wilson Contreras. They have backup. Travis Darno, who finished second in the fan voting. Uh, they don't have Will Smith. Will Smith is the best catcher in baseball. You can make a case that Contreras is having a slightly better season than Smith. Maybe Will Smith deserves, he's absolutely better than Travis Darno, deserves to be on the all-star team. I get it. Fans vote, blah, 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 blah. You have to respect that. I don't care. Will Smith is an all-star and they should find a way to get Will Smith on the all-star team. I'm just scrolling Twitter because, like I said, it's now 10.52 p.m. where I am on Sunday night, and uh, I still expect them to find a way to get Will Smith on this team. I don't know who else is likely to drop off the team, but now that they've opened the gates by putting Freddie Freeman to replace Starling Marte, well, maybe it doesn't have to be a catcher dropping out. Uh, you know, I guess in my perfect world, yeah, Travis Darno wakes up Monday morning, says, oh, my legs are hurting. I probably want tomorrow off. Uh, and Will Smith gets the spot. I don't know how likely that is, but Will Smith should be on this team. With all the guys who've been added, you know, Ty France may, got added finally. Uh, Carlos Rodon got added after the fact. Uh, Austin Riley got added. I, I believe that right now uh, the two biggest snubs, one in each league, are Dylan Cease of the White Sox, the pitcher, and Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher. Both of them should be all-stars. I don't care as much about Dylan Cease. I care a lot about Will Smith. Uh, he should be an all-star, and it's not hard. So they need to make that happen. I, I wrote the other day on Twitter about how back in, from 1939 to 1960, 12.5% of the league was making the all-star team. These days, it's like 8%. They could really, really expand these rosters. That's too many for one game. So I threw out the idea of playing a, a, a two-game all-star series with you know multiple, you know, two 21-man rosters for each league. Uh, something like that. I, I don't know, but they need to they need to figure out a way to get Will Smith on this team because Will Smith is an all-star. He deserves it. He deserved it last year. He didn't get it last year. He shouldn't get snubbed two years in a row. That that ought to be a law. Will Smith can't get snubbed two years in a row. Uh, when I'm king of the world, or at least commissioner of baseball, that will be the rule. No snubs two years in a row for Will Smith. One year, sure. Two years, no. 
Uh, and yeah, other than that, it's coming up on all-star week. It's going to be a fun week. I, everybody has different opinions on what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. I'm a big fan of the home run derby since they changed the format back in, uh, 2015 jock peterson's rookie year when he was in the home run derby that was the first year of this new format it's much much better than it used to be it's a fun thing to watch i'm looking forward to it Corey seager will be in the home run derby albert pujols will be in it two former dodgers who both wear number five uh maybe freddie freeman will show up with a steel chair and take them both out and and take the home run derby title himself uh wrestling style probably not that doesn't seem like freddie's style uh give dylan hernandez something right about uh, if he's capable of writing. Um, yeah, the All-Star game itself, I'll watch it. I'll have it on the background. I know a lot of you feel the same. Some people love it. And uh, I I enjoy watching it, but it's not must-see TV for me. The Home Run Derby is much more appealing. Uh, but either way, it's happening at Dodger Stadium. And I always love, almost always love, watching Dodger Stadium on TV. I had a really hard time in 2020 when the Astros were playing in the playoffs at Dodger Stadium. Uh, it's like, get the, that team off my field. Uh, one last thought before Vince is going to talk all about this futures game. And, uh, I, I mentioned the Astros, so I'm going to mention this. Uh, people were whining that Dodger fans booed the two Astros prospects in the futures game. And so one of them was in college in 2017 and the other one was in the Indians organization. Look, this is how sports fandom works. And you know that when you hate another team, whether it's because they're a division rival or they used to be a division rival, or they have obnoxious fans, or they engaged in an unprecedented cheating scheme and stole a World Series from your favorite team. Whatever the reason that you hate that team, when you see a player in that team's uniform, you're going to boo. That's what happens. Look, Buster Posey's mom wasn't even alive yet when Bobby Thompson hit a home run off Ralph Bronk on October 3rd, 1951. So what? Dodger fans booed Buster Posey because he was wearing a Giants uniform. Buster Posey's like the most likable guy in the world. Guess what? We boo him. You know, not the personal Buster. You're wearing the wrong uniform. Hunter Pence, right up there with Buster Posey, is the most likable guy in the world. I really like Hunter Pence. He got the crap boot out of him at the softball game on Saturday because he played the, the WWE heel mode. And after he had a home run, he unbuttoned his Dodger jersey and showed uh, his giant shirt under, underneath. He's playing the role. So uh, a certain host of a certain other lockdown podcast that may or may not be related to that Astros team was whining in our group chat about Dodger fans treating Astros prospects poorly. Look, you guys already got away with cheating without getting punished. You got your World Series title that you didn't deserve. You don't get to have a, a persecution complex too. You're going to get booed. Astros players are going to boo get booed whether they were on the cheating team or not. The cheaters get booed harder. And, you know, uh, both Jose Altuve and George Springer have coincidentally bowed out of the All-Star game at Dodger Stadium. Hmm. The cheaters are going to get booed harder. But guess what? Anybody who should feel bad about the fact that Astros players are getting booed should be the guys who cheated. Yeah. Carlos Beltran and Alex Bregman and all those guys, they should feel really bad that Astros players who had nothing to do with the cheating are getting booed because that's what they brought on themselves. So that's how fandom works. Obviously, actual physical harm or personal threats aren't appropriate. But yeah, these dudes are going to get booed. They play for the Astros. Deal with it. Nobody likes the Astros. That's going to do it for me. Will Smith for All-Star Team. Jeff for Commissioner. That's two good hashtags out there. Vince is going to talk to you. He was 
at the Futures Game covering it for work. Got a lot of good content. He'll have some talk about being there in person with the three Dodger players who played in that game. Pretty impressive stuff there. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. And Vince will be along in a minute. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting, esports, scores, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the trends and the all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, Vince here to take you the rest of the way for this episode. And as Jeff mentioned, I'll be talking about the Futures game. I was there for work. I got to cover it, uh, you know, a little bit differently than maybe some of you got to watch it if you were at the game and then celebrity game. And then uh, there was a Becky G concert. So I can't speak. uh, And if this is something you might have wanted, I can't speak to the fan experience in terms of logistics and everything else. I do know my family went, but they were there since, uh, you know, they were in line to get through the auto gates at 1.30 when they opened. So they were there since the beginning. So they didn't have any horror stories. Um, I would I would imagine there wasn't too many horror stories on Saturday just because some people were going for the Futures game. Some people were going just for the Celebrity game and uh, probably a lot of different varying times that people were getting to the ballpark. So I can't speak to that. I do think that it might be a mess a little bit on Monday and Tuesday, but um, – that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens there. But in terms of the Futures game, the Dodgers had three guys there. Diego Cartaya, Bobby Miller, and Miguel Vargas. Uh, probably not the best day that the Juan Soto rumor new or news broke. Uh, the fact that Juan Soto was said to be made available for trade. And then the Dodgers have three guys that could potentially or would potentially be involved in a trade for Juan Soto uh, altogether. I know I took a photo of the three and and put it out there on Twitter and, uh, you know, their jersey said national for National League. And, uh, you know, a few people made the, the quick connection of just at the S at the end and uh, let's get Juan Soto over here. So we'll talk about that whole part, you know, Juan Soto and trades and you know all that kind of stuff uh, later in the week, not right now, but just the futures game in general. I mean, it was a good time. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of it. What it didn't quite have the star power that the one last year did. Last year, there was a lot of prospects that uh, are now in the big leagues and, and doing well. You know, I believe Julio Rodriguez was there last year, Bobby Witt Jr., Hadley Rutschman, and all those guys were, were were on those teams last year, and and those were the, some of the bigger names. But there was, you know. Of the next batch of guys, there were some big names. You had guys from the Mets, Francisco Alvarez, uh, you know, one of the top prospects for the Dodgers, you know, Cartaya, Vargas, Miller, all pretty well known, all top 50 or so in in, in prospect wise. Um, you know, there was guys that you might know just because of trade, like Pete Crow Armstrong from the Cubs, who was uh, picked up. In, in a trade and you know different guys like that Darren Baker was there not he's not necessarily a top top prospect but 
his dad is Dusty Baker. He's the one that we are, or some of us remember from the 2002 World Series, getting scooped up at home plate by J.T. Snow uh, as he was running home because he was the bat boy and he went for the bat a little bit too early. So, you know, there was some people there and some names there, but it was just, you know, Futures game was a fun time, uh, specifically on the Dodgers side, Bobby Miller. Uh, when he started the game, he picked up three strikeouts, did allow a run, uh, but the cool note on the strikeouts, none came via the fastball. They all came via changeup or curve, and that's just a good sign for for a pitcher, uh, you know, facing guys that are probably similarly talented and uh, being able to get them out without having, you know, without, well, I guess he could have gotten out with his fastball, but without having to use his fastball in those situations. Uh, Diego Cartaya nearly took one out. Uh, it was dropped out there in the outfield by Yankees' top prospect, Jason Dominguez. Ended up scoring a run, I believe. Uh, and then later on, we got a, a fun little matchup, Cartaya facing Jack Leiter, who was one of the top, or the top pick, yeah, top pick last year for the Rangers. And... Ended up grounding out, but, you know, still, you're, you're facing some good competition. Miguel Vargas had a walk and grounded out. But just seeing, you know, I got, I didn't get to talk to Diego Cartaya. I didn't get to talk to Bobby Miller just because they had a lot of different obligations since they were the players from the home team. I did get to talk to Miguel Vargas and just asked him in Spanish about, you know, how it feels to play at Dodger Stadium potentially and, you know, in front of some potentially some of his future fans and you know he was just saying how big of a moment it was and you could just tell he was soaking it in and, and loving it and um you know he said it how how you know an accomplishment and and the first step and um you know into kind of what's going to become in the future so it was cool for them it was cool to you know fun game to watch seven inning game mlb still continuing to drop the ball in terms of maximizing their own product. You know, they cannibalize their own product. Other than the Dodgers and Angels, every other team played on Saturday. And if you played at the same time as a Futures game, now you're making people choose between watching, you know, the team play or watching the Futures game, which you want more eyes on the Futures game. So you should have put it on a day where there's not other MLB games. Maybe one year MLB will figure it out. I don't know. Uh, you know, last year they had this similar issue with the draft, uh, you know, draft going. Well, they still had kind of a similar issue, but the draft going same time as games are going on. So, yeah, MLB still got to figure that part out. But uh, actually, the Dodgers Angels weren't off Saturday. They're off Sunday. But either way, you know, guys, you know what I mean? There was still games going on and the Futures game going on and not necessarily the smartest thing. So, uh, yeah, MLB figure that part out showcase what you want to showcase and get it out there in terms of the celebrity it was at least for me personally probably up and down roster wise the most people i've ever known at a celebrity game usually they have to backfill the celebrity games with like youtubers and now tiktokers and uh you know people i've never heard of and there was only i believe one person i've never heard of playing in this game and she was a youtuber so uh you know that makes sense in, in my world but you should have seen dodger stadium for you know bad bunny was announced and he was the star and he probably sold the dodgers or sold resellers at least ten to 15,000 tickets because 
as we've seen from before in other years, and as I kind of expected, uh, even with Bad Bunny, Futures games and the celebrity game, you get about half the stadium full, maybe a little over half, depending where you're at. Um, you know, that's just the nature of it. And the Futures game was, you know, a Futures game actually had a pretty solid turnout already. And then uh, people started getting their letter for the celebrity game. When the celebrity game was going on, especially initially, Dodger Stadium, it wasn't uh, it wasn't sold out. Um, it maybe wasn't even bobblehead night, like a popular bobblehead night packed. But it was maybe lower tier bobblehead or lower tier giveaway packed. It was packed. Uh, Bad Bunny got more cheers and louder cheers than Andre Ethier. That shows you, you know, kind of what the fans were there for. And you would have thought he was going to perform and and had a concert just the way, you know, the people were showing up. And it was cool to see, you know, for, for MLB-wise, smart. They got the biggest – one of the biggest stars in the world, and uh, they had him there, and it worked out. You know, and they got a lot more eyes on themselves than they would have done. So that's the one thing they did do, right? Uh, and Celebrity Game was actually fun. It was a good game. Uh, there was, you know, maybe not like – quote unquote the star power that it maybe could have had being in Los Angeles, but top to bottom, some of the strongest rosters in terms of people uh, you know, that you could recognize Brian Cranston, you know, he's a LA fan favorite, Dodger fan favorite. He was there. Uh, you know, he was putting on the show for sure. And yeah, you just had a, a, a different people in different capacities, whether it's actors, Jojo Siwa was there who, um, you know, Dodger fans may know that she threw out the first pitch earlier this year. She brought a lot of energy. And, yeah, as Jeff mentioned earlier, Hunter Pence uh, going going full heel, hitting the home run. Almost, almost, hit the, almost hit the softball home run out of – in a, for a real home run, hit off the wall. Um, but for the short fence they put up, it was way over that short fence. And, you know, embraced the crowd. Andre Ethier was there. And, actually, Andre Ethier did not come clutch when they needed him to come clutch. His team was down one. He came up with runner on third and two outs, and he popped up. Uh, so, yeah, Andre Ethier did not come clutch this time, uh, but we're not going to fault him for that. And then you had Bad Bunny who called out Vladimir Guerrero to bat for him the first time. He called out David Ortiz, Big Poppy, to bat from the second time. So, you know, big names, Hall of Famers came out, and they were there for that. So that was cool, and it was just a fun, fun time. I mean, if you were there Saturday, if you got to go Saturday – you got a pretty entertaining futures game. You got to see the Dodgers, you know, all three Dodgers played and had prominent roles. And then you got to see a, a pretty fun celebrity game with some celebrities you may know. So for All-Star Saturday, even if MLB needs to market it or change it or do things a little bit differently, I think the Dodgers did it pretty well and it was pretty fun. And now I'm looking forward to this home run derby and – all-Star game, which I will also be covering for work. So I have a little bit different perspective than some people in terms of, you know, if you're just going as a fan. But I'm looking forward to it. All-Star is here in Los Angeles. Uh, I checked out that play ballpark that they have, the Convention Center LA Live. That was cool. Um, you know, if you need something to do and you can't quite make it to the Home Run Derby or the All-Star game, that was fun. There's a lot of different things to do do and you know little freebies to grab the lines were a little long 
Um, but I, also that was on the weekend. I would imagine the lines might be a little shorter uh, on Monday, Tuesday. So you can go check that out. They got, it, was, it was cool. They had a lot of different stuff, um, you know, some Hall of Fame exhibit stuff, some Negro League uh Negro League Museum uh, exhibit stuff. They had a lot of different activities for kids. They had a area with a bunch of stuff that are up for auction. So that was basically like cool little memorabilia spot. And yeah, there's just a lot to do. So, you know, if you want to experience the all-star week in LA, but can't do it the, the biggest way, you can check that out and do it that way. So that's all I got for you guys. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. As Jeff mentioned, we'll talk MLB draft and who the Dodgers took in depth later this week. We'll talk Juan Soto and all those rumors and thoughts uh, in the next few days. And that's what we're going to get to. Home run derby tonight, no current Dodgers in it, two former Dodgers and one potential future Dodger in it. And... Then I'll start game Tuesday. So let's see what happens. Hopefully, Clayton Kershaw gets announced as a starting pitcher tonight, and we can have that to talk about. So that's where we're doing the rest of this week. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm Evan Samperio. If you need to get a hold of us, you can do so on the DMs on any of those accounts. Get a hold of us via email, lockedondodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.